Hey there, Perfect Movie listeners. This is Steven. The episode you're about to hear was released one year ago this month on the bonus disc, the Patreon feed of the two Gomers. Our Patreon subscribers, we call them Gomertrons, get brand new episodes of Perfect Movie each month, plus the result show for every movie and additional bonus apps depending on what level you subscribe at. Now that a year has gone by, we're releasing the main Perfect Movie episodes to this feed so the public can hear them. If you want to stay up to date and hear these episodes a year in advance, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash twogomers to subscribe to the bonus disc. And if you like what you hear, make sure you check out Overcoming Runner's Block. That's our health podcast where we chase big goals, face our excuses, and invite a nation along for the run. You can find Overcoming Runner's Block wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, here's the episode. Happy listening. In H.G. Wells' novel The War of the Worlds, and its subsequent radio, TV, and movie adaptions, mankind's greatest efforts and most powerful artillery fail to ward off murderous invaders from outer space. Instead, after all human efforts are exhausted, it's something completely outside of people's control, viruses in Earth's atmosphere, that finally turn the tide and take down the extraterrestrial terrorists. Likewise, in 1996's biggest box office hit, all human strivings, including Bill Pullman's presidential order to quote, nuke the bastards, and excluding Will Smith's fists, fail to make a dent in global domination-minded aliens' defenses. But in the end, and like in War of the Worlds, a virus saves the day. This one isn't natural, however. It's a computer virus, and while this solution doesn't come from Mother Earth, it is born from the mind of one of Earth's greatest treasures, Jeff Goldblum playing a hapless cable guy. But does this frankly nonsensical nod to Wells' classic novel keep this late 90s film, set on the most patriotic of holidays, from reaching perfection? We're the two gomers, we're talking Independence Day, and this is Perfect Movie. to Perfect Movie, a podcast where two regular guys try to save the universe one great film at a time. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Oregon, Wisconsin, joined as always by my friend Stephen, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Save the universe? Hey, hey. That's, this is that's it. pretty good. This is, this is it in a lot of ways, this movie. Yeah, yeah when you get to the trial section, people are going to be like, wait, what? Like, this is literally... <laughs> Like if this movie makes it, makes it up to the spaceship, they're gonna see themselves on camera. Yeah, it'll right? be like when when you look in a mirror and there's a mirror behind you and it just goes to infinity. You know, it'll be <laughs> yeah. like that for the harvesters, right? Are the name of yeah. these aliens? Because if I mean, if by any chance this is your first episode, which yeah. would mean it's a year after we're recording it, right. because right now it's on behind the paywall, right <laughs> on our on our Patreon, yeah. 
we if the movie becomes perfect, we put it on a artisan flash drive and we give it to Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum and they bring it to the aliens in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that prevents them from doing what they do in this movie. Yeah, so it's like some weird it'll cancel itself out. Right. It's like a 1985-1955 thing. Like man, the repercussions yeah. of what this episode could be. Yeah. Just imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah, it could cancel everything. The the space-time continuum will will implode. <laughs> um you said Oregon, Wisconsin. You're in yeah, Oregon, dude. Wisconsin. Yeah, on I'm vacation. On va- yeah, on vacation in my dad's basement and we're also today in this session if you're if you're keeping track, mm-hmm. going to record the I'm on vacation runner's block episode I'm 2. I'm on vacation. Yep. You know what that's from? No. Oh, well, you better because I'm going to get you that clip for that episode. It's oh. from City Slickers. He's being dragged behind the um yes, the cow, yes. I think. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. And he goes, "I'm on vacation." <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking Richard Dreyfus. I'm on mm. vacation. Oh man. Wow. Think of all the <laughs> clips we'll have for that app. I know we might need to throw a bunch in. <laughs> but I'm thinking about you being on vacation because you got to spend Independence Day, the title of the movie that we're doing, starring Will yep. Smith, Jeff Goldblum, who else? Yeah, Bill, Bill Pullman. Pullman. Yep. Totally. <laughs> Mary McDonald. Three, three leads. Yeah. Well, we got uh, Mary McDonald of right. Battlestar Galactica fame. And um partner to sneakers. That's it. Okay. Okay. So we were watching this movie. Yeah. So uh-huh. I'm in in Wisconsin for for Independence Day. We're like always here. We're either at Aaron's parents or my dad and Judy's. Right. And hi, dad and Judy, by the way, they li- they've become Gomertrons. So oh, they're hi. listening. I'm in your basement. How's it, how's it going? <laughs> Maybe they can hear you through the floor. <laughs> yeah, they probably, hi. <laughs> you, you go to the door and they've got like a glass up to their ear listening <laughs> in to your side. <laughs> they're laughing right now for sure. Um, both live and on tape. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we were, t- so we actually we did a whole Fourth of July thing. Like mm-hmm. we spent tons of time in the pool, just so fun and just yeah. chill. You know what I mean? Grilling, yep. chilling, all that kind of stuff. And then the then we watched the movie at night all together, just the just the adults. Right. Like it, it was movie, another it was another case of well, how long has it been since you've seen this movie? Oh man, I I probably haven't actually sat down to watch it in ten years. Wow. Fifteen. I mean. Okay. I don't even know. I mean. And yet, I knew like every beat. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is that movie. 100%. I knew every friggin' beat. But that was one of the characters, though, where I was like, "Who is she in?" Yeah. And then yeah. I remember President Battlestar Galactica. Yep. It's the hair. It's the hair. You know what I mean? And she's got a real distinct voice. Yes, she does. I think she mm-hmm. has some sort of accent in sneakers. Yeah. It is odd. This is our second Mary McDonald feature. You're right. And we love her, right? I, I just think about her holding up that uh, Ned Ryerson's. No, it's not Ned Ryerson. No, but the guy that plays Ned Ryerson, Stephen Toblowski. Yes. Oh, is man. the actor. I, I love him. Yeah, me too. I, just, I remember him, her going through his garbage, right? She's like, the man who coiled up this toothpaste is, <laughs> you know, is anal or whatever, right? Like he's yep. very specific oh, yeah. very finicky she's very pivotal to that movie for sure i love yeah. her in that i think probably randy quaid is the fourth lead 
of this movie. Okay, yeah, Randy, Randy Quaid. McDonald. Well, no, but Judd Hirsch, dude. Judd, Judd Hirsch? Judd Hirsch is absolutely... You know, we're going to talk cast... Okay, let's let's table that. We have a lot of okay. casts to talk about because cast it chat. is a it's an insane cast. I mean, once you yes. get lower, yes. you're just like, I'm wondering if you actually had forgotten about a certain cast member. But we'll get to that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I hadn't forgotten. But okay, uh, but, I kind of wish you had. When we get there, we'll talk. Okay, about so it. many things popped up though. There's 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 Mrs. Doubtfire vibes all over the place. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And so, it's, the, it's the time and place, right? It's the age and stage of this movie. It's so '90s. Which, by the way, 25th anniversary of Independence Day this year. I know we didn't even realize that. So again, uh-uh. that's another thing we're gonna chat about when we get to cast chat, or maybe when we get to the one sheet. But right. articles have been coming out. You know, 25th anniversary, dude. We didn't know how timely we were. Well, shoot, we should have. We should have made it. up the, that we did know that. That oh. would have been even better. Oh dang it. Well, but it hit Independence Day. Like we tried to to hit that one on. We've we've been wanting this to be on this day for right. a really long time. So yeah, we got that right. We just didn't know it was the 25th anniversary. So that rules. Well, and it is timely for the podcast because we had yep. to do it this year because these are the aliens we're trying to convert. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, what were the aliens last night? Oh, we did Alien. Alien. Yeah. Last season, mm-hmm. and we were trying to convert those aliens, and they saw the movie. <laughs> they right? saw it. I've, we're still waiting to hear back what what kind of effect it had on them. I guess we'll have to wait until the next Alien movie to see. Oh, yeah. Wait, what a boring Alien movie it shall be if they're what's good. coming up on that? I think there's Prometheus. an Alien TV show coming what? up next. But I read a couple days ago that it doesn't have anything to do with Ripley. Um, So we'll see. I, I mean... I can't help being excited about seeing my friends, the Xenomorphs, For once sure. again. But I want Aliens, or I want Prometheus 2. Well, they had Prometheus 2. Oh, duh. Alien, had, oh. Uh, what was it Resurrect- called? No, yeah. Provisions. Alien. <laughs> Which reminds me of, Inde- I, I was trying to remember what the sequel of Independence Day is called, and it's so <laughs> generic, I can't even, like, is, I read it yesterday, I can't remember is it Is it right Resurgence now. or something? Oh, man. Who farted, right? That stinks. <laughs> hoof. We've never done that. Hoof. Hoof. Never. We say hoof. That was our slang for who farted. That was high school, dude. Hoof. Farted. <laughs> it would be like Marco Polo, dude. Right. Yeah. You'd say hoof from one side of the room. Farted. <laughs> I forgot about that. But like resurgence. Yeah. Um, you never saw the sequel, right? Nope, I didn't. I texted you yeah. the other oh, day. Oh, that's right. You did text me. And I was like, dude, should I should I like try to cram that in? You're like, nope. Right. You text me Boring. you texted me two questions about this. Oh yeah, yeah. One was should I Yeah, should I watch the sequel? I said it's I mean, the worst of all sins for a Independence Day sequel, it's boring. Mm. I said we saw it in the theater and I can remember I'll just tell you the good parts about it. Okay. President Spoiler What's his alert. name? Pre- President Whitmore. He's still in it? He's still in it and Wait, he's so- suffering. Yeah, Bill Pullman's in it. Oh, okay. And he's that- suffering from some sort of PTSD or maybe it's like he actually is still connected to the aliens because of the what they did to his, br- his brain in the oh, first one. That's actually kind of cool. So that's a pretty good idea. And the second good idea is there's a giant alien that runs around like, hum- like Godzilla-sized. Hmm. Okay. Well, but guess what? kind of cool. What? Those descriptions of it are better than what actually 
it feels like when you're watching the movie because it's so friggin' boring. Uh, <laughs> Independence Day resurgence. You can miss me with that. Forget oh, that crap. Man. Well, I don't like it. I do have season tickets to Bill Pullman, though. I love that dude. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, you Ever can watch it and get back to it. While you were sleeping. No, I, I won't be watching it. I, the, the backlog of movies I have to watch. I'm still, I'm working on Marvel. I'm hoping to go to Black Widow this week. Wow. Which so, would work because it's a, I don't know. Actually, I don't know when it t- takes place in the timeline, but it's not, it, it's a prequel or something. All right. It's a prequel. Also, she's in white in the Ooh, poster, which makes I no l- No, I love that outfit. Well, of course. It, yeah, but, but like, it, it's Black Widow. More like White Widow. Right. Doesn't make sense. So that's what I, I actually said that to my father-in-law, dude. I was like, wait, what? Black, I thought she was Black Widow. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I, I She probably doesn't. So my here's my guess. Here's my guess, Nation. The movie has not come out. It's coming out this weekend. Yep. My guess is that she does not go by Black Widow in this movie. Okay, sure. Her name is Natasha whatever. Natasha yeah. something of which. Um, so something so, happens. Something happens. Something happens. Though, but that, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what, my favorite, what I'm looking forward to most about that movie is um, Amy from Little Women, my favorite actor, Florence Pugh. Okay. Ooh, I love her. I can't wait to see her in Black oh. Widow. Florence, come on over Sweet. and have dinner. Okay. Sounds fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll go to that. So okay, the, the second wait, thing are I texted you. But have you, you been watching any other Marvel movies? Yeah. Well, we, we got to save that. We got to save that for, for the Patreon That's- Marvel okay, but you have you have been watching movies even on your vacation. I haven't watched any on my vacation, but I'm, I'm like it's on my law, like on my docket, right? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'll just confess right now. I'm afraid this whole thing's gonna be a bust. <laughs> well, no, but I have more good stuff to talk about on that on our next MCU Anthony okay. tour because I've been talking to my family. Yeah, and I've been talking to my in-laws mm-hmm. and also uh, my family here. Yeah, they're listening right now. Yep, and we've got a lot of Marvel fans around here. Okay, so, I, I guess my main question is: Have you been watching the movies? Yeah, I watched another one, so I've seen <laughs> two now. Yeah, but you told me you fell asleep. I fell well. We, yeah, I fell asleep during Captain America, but it was because I was really tired. So you have now seen one and a half movies of your assignment, and we are well beyond halfway through. Well, here's here's another thing I'm thinking about with July Fourth. July Fourth for me is like usually the time of the summer where I start feeling like I wasted my summer. Mm. I've got I've got four weeks left until. This started in high school mm-hmm. where I was like, July 5th is like December 26th. Mm-hmm. Right. Where it's like, oh man, what have I done? Oh, dang it. School is fast approaching. Yeah. I start feeling kind of like, oh man, well, that's it. My summer's over. So the most depressing day, the second most depressing day of the year, July right. 5th. Yes. Huh. That's interesting. And it's not like I love July 4th or something. Even though I do like July 4th, I like a little burger and brat and a firework. Yeah, right. But for some reason, when July 5th comes, I got the blues. Oh, man. You don't have the red, white, and blues. (laughs) Right. It starts with red, white, and blues, and then it's just the blues on on July 5th. The blue summer starts July 5th. 
yeah. take out that red and white. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Do you remember what what summer was like for you in the when you were going to school? Did you feel any sort of midpoint or like when did you start being sad about school starting again? See, I always thought it was like next week. You know what I mean? And then I would look at a calendar and be like, oh, my gosh, we still have like six weeks. Yes. Okay. Yeah, sort that's a feel. positive outlook. I like that. And we're and for 18 years now, we've basically been here every summer. So it is right. like for me, it's a little different because it's like we were in the middle of our visit or at the beginning or the end of our visit. And then we're yeah. going to head back. And so like there's this like spiritual trellis of coming to Wisconsin twice a year. I so see. it's like yeah. you build up to it. And then I like this, this, this isn't like bad about Wisconsin, but I love heading back. Right. Because it's like, we're going to, you know, after having, you know, just had a nice vacation or whatever, we're going to enter a couple of weeks of productivity to mm -hmm. set up the next year. So right. actually I kind of love this time. Okay. I don't really, I don't really feel blue. Okay. I'll feel That's blue. Good. I mean, I I feel a little bit blue about the impending fall coming. We talk about that all the time. Yep. But I love setups, dude. I love it. And when yep. you've got For time sure. to set up, man, I'm super pumped. Oh, hey, so one one last thing I texted you though was, is this an okay movie to watch with kids? Right. I couldn't That's remember. That's the second thing. Yep. And um, and yeah. you said, is there anything scary? I said that there's. I think when you see the aliens with. Data. That's, that's yeah. how I put it. Oh, yeah. Die, that line. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Um, now, he is also back, I think, in the... He doesn't die. He's also back in the sequel. Sweet. I'm pretty sure. Um, Sweet. You're not going to see it, so it doesn't matter. He could or could not be. Nah. You know what? We've gotten some... We have gotten some texts and some DMs and stuff of people that are like... I'm just not into MCU. Yeah. You know, and we've gotten lots that are like, how could you have left out Guardians of the Galaxy? And how could you have left <laughs> out this? De there definitely are two camps of people we're hearing from. One is like, MCU sucks. Don't even do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a Marvel person. And then the way opposite thing, like, how dare you forget yeah. this little tiny thing you forgot to talk about? <laughs> totally. But we were like... Should we watch it with the kids? And because yeah. I couldn't remember, I could just remember the the you know the jokes and stuff. And a hundred percent, I mean, I I knew it probably wasn't a good idea. Yeah. And if if you have like five year olds, if anybody's listening with five year olds and they've seen this, they're like, duh, probably shouldn't watch this with five year olds. Well, and that's that was my other response. Like, I yeah. don't think this movie was made for no. five year olds. It's made for teenagers. 100%. Yeah, this is. This is made for teeny boppers, right? It, this <laughs> was made. Probably, that's their target audience. This teeny was, boppers. <laughs> this was made for us, like just sitting out there, yeah, sipping on a sipping on a soda, yep. eating popcorn. This is this is. Oh man, I almost just dropped an evidence right in the in the opening. This this is just about the perfect popcorn movie. Yes, just and about I, perfect. Yep, definitely. I, that I wasn't think even that, an evidence, but that's free. I think that for me, I'll just say for me, there was pre pre Independence Day and post Independence Day. Wow! And part part of that was because I saw this movie, the the sum and let's get to the let's get to the one sheet. Okay. Because the summer this movie came out was the summer between high school and college for me. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, that's a very different summer than me. 
Right, because you were you were between your junior and senior yep, year. Yep, heading into senioritis. Right, which which is also a big summer, right? Huge, um, totally. <laughs> but so the, I think that's part of it that the summer itself was so big. Yeah. Um, but as far Damn. as like um, the movie, th- like Jurassic Park in '93, yep. my freshman year. Yep. And then I don't think there was an experience like this in the movies again until Independence Day, where I was blown a friggin' way. <laughs> Your 18-year-old butt. Which is, I think, part of the reason why we picked this movie. Like, we listen, Nation, we know this is not, like, not everybody <laughs> thinks this is a perfect movie. I just sent you the Siskel and Ebert review. They yeah. hated it. They hated it. They thought it was so stupid. <laughs> Critic review. I thought, you're. it's a little bit scribblings of a madman on the one sheet. I thought it said yeah. 17%. Oh. It says 67. 67. I yeah, I know. Okay, let's go through the one sheet and we'll kind of okay. talk through it then. Great. All right, so this movie came out July 3rd, 1996. Yep. Absolutely perfect date. Mm-hmm. Right before you're heading to college, right before I'm heading into senior year. Yep. Now, here's an interesting thing. It comes in at a runtime of two hours and 25 minutes. That's not even the extended cut, right? Nope. I mean, so that's we, the theatrical. We, yeah, we watched the extended cut, dude. Oh, you did? Yep, we watched the extended cut. And here's my super quick take on that. Yeah. It was not boring. No, there are movies that are an hour and thirty six minutes that you're just like can barely make it through. Then there are oh, hours. Tell me about are, it. Then there are movies that are two hours and thirty four minutes. Edge of my seat. We had a blast. It it, it it is. It's pretty relentless. It's 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 like it never lets up. Yeah. Oh, and we were watching it. Dan Judy, if you're listening, we were watching it upstairs, and we had it like super loud, which was so fun. Uh huh. Yeah. And like Lily, like woke up like ten minutes into the movie, and right. her bedroom is like right above. Uh huh. And so for like a little while, we didn't know she was awake, and just like hearing just it is such a loud movie. It, like every right? transition, it's from so like loud. Scene to scene, they make a giant noise like vroom. Yeah. <laughs> it whites out and comes back in. <laughs> just like from from Jeff Goldblum talking to his dad to yeah. Will Smith waking up. Yeah. There's like this. Sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's so classic Roland Emmerich. Oh, like my he, gosh. He's style like I and I have a hot take. I way prefer Roland Emmerich to Michael Bay. Yeah. Like, like Michael Bay just toxic masculinity yeah. of movie making. I mean, yes. but at the same time I love Pearl Harbor. I freaking love Pearl Harbor. I I can't I'm trying to think of a Michael Bay movie that I like. Armageddon? Yeah. Okay. What about Another the rock? one where every tra- every every transition has a noise. Yeah. Is Armageddon. Um, I do like the rock. Is that Michael Bay or is it just in Michael in the style of? I'm pretty sure that's Michael Bay, but Okay. Shoot. I like the rock. Is Con Air Michael Michael Bay? Maybe. See, I like, the- I like the, that. I do like some in that genre, but I don't like the Transformer movies at all. Oh yeah. They mm. make my head hurt. Mm. And they're also like just so much like come on with with the women in those movies is like oh yeah they are just props yep totally yeah the the transformers movies make my eyes hurt like instagram <laughs> like the- <laughs> well it does have a filter on it that's also like the michael bay filter <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like everything everything why is everything so clear 
Yeah. Everything I, is in stark relief from the, the farthest away to the closest up. <laughs> if you were on set, you'd be like, this looks dumb. They put it through that filter and it looks like epic. There's no depth of field at all in a Michael yeah. Bay movie. He wants you to see every piece of metal that's transforming. <laughs> but I love Pearl Harbor. But there's something yeah. about Roland Emmerich. We'll get we'll mm-hmm. get to him too because I just I love I love Roland Emmerich, dude. Yeah. Um so anyways, it was two hours thirty four minutes and it's not not boring. Right. Budget was seventy five million. Mm-hmm. Gross at the box office three hundred six million and eight hundred seventeen million worldwide. That's huge. Lar- is the biggest box office movie of ninety six. Right. Destroyed um, at the box and office. Probably probably because I went to see it three times. Yeah. I did my part. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> it did win an Oscar. Much no to way. Os- much to um, Siskel and Ebert's chagrin. It won best <laughs> right. visual effects. Now they oh. they they don't wow. stand up, dude. No, I disagree. I really? think they do. Yes, I, uh. but but it's in a. I think we probably agree on this. Okay, it's dated. Yeah, it, the the special effects are dated, especially when they try to use CGI, and which is why I didn't have it on. I don't have the special effects on either of my evidences. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that. White House explosion. Yeah. Looks so good to me because it's a real model, yep, it's a model. blowing yep. up yep. in super slow-mo. Yeah. And so that looks better to me than when the boat smashes the White House in per- near the day after tomorrow. Wait, mm. is it day after tomorrow or 2012? I can't remember. When does the boat it, come it, in it, and smash the... Oh, that's 2012. I think that's okay. 2012. Yeah. So in in 2012, I yep. I mean Roland Emmerich loves to destroy destroy the White House. I he know. does he, it. He does it sort of in White House Down also. <laughs> um, I much prefer the model explosion. Yeah. Even with the Empire State Building, I like the way the model looks for oh, some yeah, reason. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, that I looks think really it has cool. something to do with my heart and my and this time of my life. Yeah. When I'm just like. I can tell when it's CGI and I can't connect to it. Well, it's it's the Air Force One syndrome of oh, like the plane no. coming down and you're like, what? Yuck. Like they put it in Dinah perspective. I could have made that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, right, I could have made that on, on PowerPoint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, like super quickly pushing the forward thing on PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the worst. That is the worst CGI moment of like. A movie that I can remember from like I think that, you're right. that time yep. period. Remember that? Yeah. Yes, just, I, I do, like, and I watch it often on YouTube. To I, I just for yeah. some reason I'm fascinated with it. Yeah, that movie rules. I love that movie. movie Wolfgang rules. Peterson. Give me yep. more of that movie besides Another. that one part. Yep. Oh man, redo it. Do the story. Toy Story thing, like you're saying. Just take yes. those ones and zeros totally and make it better. Plug it into better effect effects. I mean, there are better effects on like Instagram filters. You know what Michael I mean? Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Bay Instagram filter. We need you to put it over <laughs> that Beauty. airplane. I f- I feel like the special effects in Independence Day connect with me somehow. Um, yeah, no, for for sure. No, they're they're some of the yeah. fire stuff. Maybe isn't good. I don't know. Yeah, I, maybe it's the fire because it's like no. But there, there are tons of moments where like I'm like this is total blue screen. You know what blue I mean? Blue screen. Like, yeah, you're right. Like. Like even when they're in the spaceship and the, the the like console 
is mm-hmm. just blue screen with computer screens behind it, like pre-Matrix, just flowies coming oh, down. Oh, I have, I have a stricken about that console. Oh, yeah. Okay, we got lots of strickens. Okay. <laughs> Couple more things. Better get through this. Couple more things from the one sheet. Yeah. Uh, it it was nominated for best sound effects, but it lost to the English Patient. The English Patient. What kind of sound effects are in that? That has exactly. airplanes in it, doesn't it? That's why I wrote what. I <laughs> like, think it has airplanes in it flying around. Yeah, but so like the, the sound effects <laughs> in this movie. I mean, you were talking about it. Vroomk. Like everything, <laughs> everything. Like think about the sound yep. design of the aliens. That was pretty cool. I like this right away. The sound design where they where they're in that like lab playing golf or whatever, and they turn yep. up the sound of the aliens coming in. That's cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that actually actually I need to mention that real quick, dude. I just wrote in my notes on the very top. I love Seti. <laughs> it, like Seti is my North Pole Seti. North Pole Seti. It's my canon. It's it's my it's me inside. It's like. That was one of my favorite movie tropes of all time. Seti. Like just, that's like in contact also, right? Seti yep. is big in contact. I forgot what it stands for. Extra something extraterrestrial, right? In, ET is in the middle of it. Yeah. Yep. So basically it's the satellite. I don't know. Satellite ET Institute. <laughs> satellite something. ET Institute. Seti. I love Seti, dude. Like I love just the listening. Contact. Seti. Contact is one of my favorite movies of all time, too. Right. I yep. I stink and love Contact. But that was like a huge thing in the 90s. Yes, definitely. Right? Just listening for aliens. Yep. And they always search, listen to this search for extraterrestrial intelligence. That's what oh. it stands for. Okay, so ET. I love it. Yep. Yeah. ET's right in the middle. Sweet. Okay. Ooh, great ET. I like ET. anything that ET's in the middle of. Yeah, a great ET line, too, in this movie. Oh yeah, what was it? From, Remind I'm, me. I'm here to kick, kick ET's A. <laughs> oh, right? Yeah, you're right. I forgot. <laughs> he gets a shout out. Yeah, yeah, ET. Woo! <laughs> yay, yay! We all cheered when he said that. Well, I mean, then uh, just real quick, I remember. It. What was the the reaction in your theater? Maybe even what's the reaction whenever he says "Welcome to Earth" and oh, punches the alien dude, in the face? Because it was uproarious yes. in our theater. I remember. <laughs> Wait, I'm pretty sure I was there, dude. I went with your family to this. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. The reaction in your theater was the reaction in my theater. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I cheered. <laughs> I cheered. Too. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Why? It's the dumbest thing in the world, and I still get a thrill. When I I know, it's stupid like one, one of the most thrilling lines of all time, dude. But dude, the E.T. line, also super funny. And actually, that's an incredible little moment of movie making, I have to say, because yeah. his like trainer, who's like this fame, you know, like this character actor that I can't think of the name is, it's it's not uh-huh. on the list. The, the guy with the cigar in his mouth, you know? Okay. Yep. He's like, I'm here to kick E.T.'s A. And then he's like, you'll get your chance, son. <laughs> you know, like, and like, like it goes from like super funny to like. We're in this together, and we're gonna <laughs> kick ETs a. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm cheering like, and laughing, and then yeah. I'm thinking, "Oh, this is quite serious." You're like, "Mm-hmm." And they're all in. I love those like setup scenes. Like it's it's in Top Gun too. It's the exact same scene from Top Gun where yes. they're like laying out the mission. Yep. I love laying out mission scenes, dude. Maybe it's, yeah. in, in Star Wars. In oh yeah, in, w- yep. when they're in the mission and he's like, they're talking about bombing the little animals mm-hmm. yep. and then he's like hey come on this is serious 
We have to <laughs> save the world. It's that same scene. It's exactly, it, yep. It's a classic movie scene. You got to have a joke and then it yep. transitions to serious. You got Han Solo mm-hmm. and then transitions to serious. Welcome yeah. to Earth. <laughs> that that would be awesome. <laughs> Actually, in the Star Wars, they're like, I want to kick E.T.'s A. <laughs> <laughs> in Star Wars, their main goal is to kick E.T.'s A. I love how people are like, I love how you guys don't swear. <laughs> we're, we're so terrified. Just hang around in my house a little bit and you'd see that's not the case. Okay. Uh, here, the other movies are fascinating to me. Twister, oh. I think, was the second highest grossing that oh, year. And I we watched Twister. it this past week. Yeah. And um, it... it Really holds up besides the fact that it's so stupid. I mean, if we did yeah. any, if yeah. we ever, ever did Twister, we would never get to the movie because of all the strickens. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. The science is so dumb in that movie, but I still love it. Is that, oh, yeah. Oh, Dorothy, amazing. Um, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, right. Another Bill P. Oh, dude. I love Bill Paxton in the Holly Hunter Hunt. Nope. Helen Hunt. Helen, Helen, there we go. Got the Helen Hunt. Yep. Mad about you. Just a just a deep like this movie a deep bench of character actors in that movie. Oh yeah, um, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, what the heck is Philip yeah, Seymour Hoffman I mean, doing he's, in this movie? He's crazy in that movie. And dude, also top favorite movie scene, uh, movie food scene of all time, dude. When they're Did eating you, that steak and mashed potatoes, dude. You know how many times I've rewound that scene, paused it, just oogled at it. Well, now you've uh, so I call it the Anthony curse now in my house, where I can't watch a movie without thinking Anthony loves this scene because of the food. (laughs) Dude, that cast iron skillet with just steaks and then she cracks some eggs in it, and then she makes that cow joke. Remember the cow joke? Yeah, yep. Where he's like, I think it's um, Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Totally. What the? Where'd you get all? Where'd you get all this meat? And she says, Did you see my cows out front? And he says, No. And she just looks at him like, oh, oh, <laughs> a, good, a good steak joke. Yeah, dude. Although you want those, you want those to be um, like dry aged. Although I've, mm. ne- I don't, I've never had fresh, fresh steak like that before. Me neither. Yeah. It's mm. probably amazing. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's probably good. <laughs> Other movies. I mean, we've got Mission Impossible. This is a, hu- I saw Mission Impossible the day after I graduated high school. Wow. With Hack. He and I went. Yep. You were headed out on your Mission Impossible to become an adult. <laughs> That's what I was thinking the whole time. Um, the Rock, as previously mentioned, oh, Toy Story, yeah. as previously mentioned, Jerry Maguire. I saw the first movie I saw as a freshman. Wow! I yep. went to see it as a part of like some sort of college get to know you mixer thing. Oh man, we're all gonna go to Jerry Maguire together. Jerry Maguire kind of set us up. Like those are like the rom coms that were setting up. Are like college years. Yep. You know what I mean? They, like, they would become the movies we watch over and over again on VHS. Right. But also they like set up romance for college. Right. For everybody. So it's like you're always looking for you complete me. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there was the sermon, the sermon over and over and over. You don't find somebody to complete you. Right. Like <laughs> become the person that the person that you are looking for is looking for. Right. Um, it's it, it was the anti using the matrix in your sermon. Yep. It was it was the I'm going to use this line and say it's not what you should be thinking. It is love is not Jerry Maguire, right? <laughs> and exactly. Then, and then two years later, it was you've got mail. That was like another huge. Mm. Everybody looking for those emails. 
Love it. Looking Love for it. NY152 one, one or 212 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't figure out that it was his address. That was his secret. <laughs> it was his handle. Um, just, I mean, Happy Gilmore. Oh, come Fargo. On. Come on. Incredible. Yes. These This year. Yep. Um, that's a great. That's a great list. Yep. Star Trek First Contract, too. Come on. Oh, yeah. Me and Chad, Alex, probably. Mm-hmm. Point Cinema, Del Italia, Crab Salad, Italian Sandwiches. And I really like that movie. That's a good movie. Totally. First Contact. Yes. Yep. I love, yeah, First Contact rules. Yep. Um, a couple other quick things. Rotten Tomatoes, 67% critic, 75% audience. That's actually higher than I thought it was going to be. Me, too. It is. That's why when I saw 17, I was like, oh, that's a bummer, but it makes sense. Yeah. 67, though, is better than yeah. 17. Um, and we'll get to the director, writer, all that stuff. Um, right. I just wrote down here, dude, for the for the top song. If you want to feel like it's 1996 again, mm-hmm. just turn on. It's all coming back to me now. Celine Dion. All coming back to me now. She was huge. Yeah. I mean, this was pre-Titanic, but... It's all coming back to me now. It was still oh, huge. Man. If you turn that song on. Right? I think this was one of your guilty pleasures for a song to run to at some point. Uh, uh, no, no, it's her other one. Um, oh, dang it. was it. Celine Dion, I'm sure. Oh, but yeah. it wasn't the, the Titanic song, Near Far, Wherever You Are. No, it's, I can't remember what the song is, but you're right. There is something about those highly produced songs yeah, there's so I mean, there's a Miley Cyrus vibe. Not she doesn't have a Miley Cyrus vibe, but like those want like the climb too, like these like yeah. powerful female vocal songs. Yep. What Power is the ballads. song that I love? I don't know. Celine We're gonna Dion. have to figure that out. Okay. Great. Let me read the back of the box. It's good stuff mm-hmm. because it's short. ID four, which is which I liked that I liked ID four as a as a way to say Independence Day. Oh yeah, that's cool. Uh-huh. Um, but I always wondered when, when, what's going to happen when they get to the fourth one? What are they going to call it? Never happened. Oh yeah. Um, ID Four is undeniably fun. That's New York Mag- Magazine says that at the top. Wow, it, <laughs> that's true. true. What, what, what an endorsement. Okay, <laughs> one of the biggest box office hits of all time delivers the ultimate encounter when mysterious and powerful aliens launch an all-out invasion against the human race. The spectacle begins when massive spaceships appear in Earth's skies, but wonder turns to terror as the ships blast destructive beams. Oh, no, shoot, I I lost it. I pushed pushed the wrong button. Oh, here we go. But wonder turns to terror as the ships blast destructive beams of fire down on cities all over the planet. Now the world's only hope lies with a determined band of survivors uniting for one last strike against the invaders before it's the end of mankind. 145 minutes, like you said. Good news, nation. It's in color, mostly browns. Uh, and blues. Um, there are blues. <laughs> You're right, lots of blues and, and browns. And sand. Salt flats. There's a lot of salt flats. That's true. Yep. Once you get into the desert and you're smoking a cigar. Yep. RV. It's RV of, colored. There's lots of sand. <laughs> yep. Um, the, both of my evidences are in that <laughs> VHS description, so we should probably just head over there, unless you had anything else you wanted to say before we go. Uh, no, I, well, we can throw all my stuff into the evidence as it's great. Let's okay. go to the trial. Actually, I think I'm going to play the Super Bowl trailer. Ooh. Because I remember almost, um, Nation, you know us, if we're watching the Super Bowl, it's, oh, the commercials are on, right? 
But wait, I remember oh, the game's on. Time to go. Time to go hang out. Oh wait, the commercials are on. Let's. <laughs> right. I remember this commercial, and so I'm going to play it for you. The yes. thing that you won't hear, there is voiceover until the end of it. There's a little. There's there's some text that says, "Enjoy the Super Bowl. It may be your last." It's a kind of a cool thing at the end of the at the end of the teaser. So here you go, the Super Bowl commercial from 1996 for Independence Day. July 2nd, they arrive. July 3rd, they attack. July 4th is... Independence Day. Coming this summer. Hey, how's it going over there, you crazy aliens? Let's kick E.T.'s butt. Oh, yeah. A squirt? He's drinking a squirt? <laughs> it's the summer, dude. This happens every summer. We just had an episode. Wait, I was just going to plug Patreon, but we're already on Patreon. Yeah. We just had an episode, Drinks of the Summer, dude. Yep. This has been our drink of the summer here. Reminiscent wow. of my grandma, Georgeson, grandma, Ava, my kids, great grandma, Ava. She yep. always had squirt. Awesome. And oh, wait. She was a Zune fan, too, if I remember. Yeah, dude, she loved the Zune. No, she was all Apple. <laughs> but, dude, did you know that Squirt is grapefruit soda? Yep, I did know that, and it's delicious. Pamplemousse. It Pamplemousse. is fantastic, dude. Okay, I got to go oh out and gosh. get me a Squirt. Mm -hmm. squirt. squirt. No, that's Surge. Um, <laughs> I, I, I forgot to say All Rise because I'm so in, I was looking up Celine Dion songs, and I forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what was my song? So you, you said it's all coming back to me now. You, you didn't think that that was it. Now I'm looking. I just looked up Celine Dion's biggest hits because I would assume it would be one of those. Um, My heart will go on, of course. Yeah. You're far wherever you are. Mm -hmm. The power of love. Could that be it? Mm, no. Isn't there a song called "That's the Way It Is"? That's just the way it is. No, no. I'm thinking no. of the that. That's yeah. There is a song called "That's the Way It Is." I don't remember how it goes. That's it. That's the way it is. Do 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 do. Oh, da 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 da. <laughs> yep, and that's very much you Hold on for one more, for one day. more day Okay um, Yeah, but I, th I think I think it's probably that's the way it is If okay. I remember correctly, your, yeah, great your song beat. to run to Yep Great beat <laughs> Great beat, okay we Let's are drop, <laughs> drop some knowledge Let's drop that beat <laughs> Okay, we are now fully in the 90s yeah, <laughs> after that trailer and then all this Celine Dion uh, chat, it it also looked like. It, did you did you write on here that Clinton was he reelected in '96? This was it. Yeah, so this was when the election was happening. Summer before he was reelected. I these see. Are the, these are the Clinton years, which I think is important because, like, I feel like the whenever the president is on screen, you think about the president that you have right now. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. So like yes. now I yeah. heard that I heard that wasn't wasn't Whitmore modeled after Clinton? I don't I feel like Whitmore has more of a JFK vibe. Like right. kind of young, young, yeah, <laughs> young, young and handsome. Yeah, young and handsome. Young and handsome. Yeah. I think he's I don't think he's a Clinton 
Uh, but they but they screened after. it at the White House. That was a big deal. <gasps> I remember. It? Yeah, they. Yeah. I love that when they screen movies at the White House. Me too. <laughs> Clinton was like, "Hi, it's me, Bill." <laughs> the only thing I like more than a saxophone and a blue dress <laughs> is Will Smith punching aliens in the face. I'm Bill Clinton. <laughs> I did not watch that movie. I did not Independence Day. Yeah. Independence Day fumes. Also, he loved McDonald's, dude. Remember that? And he ran. He ran. I love it. It's so unfair that Trump gets made fun of because he liked Big Macs and Bill Clinton did too. Is this a take? I don't know if this is a take. What did you? <laughs> no, but Bill Clinton didn't have like an entire sports team. Now I can't remember which one. <laughs> Some sort of sport. I think it was I think basketball. It was a, I thought it was football. <laughs> we are the worst. And he bought them Big Macs. I I mean, listen, you got you have your issues with Trump, but you you got to respect that move. <laughs> I mean that plate of that that buffet of food that was like a dream for like a high schooler. You know what I mean? Like yep. just a buffet of burgers from like Wendy's and like right. It was a fast food buffet. Hey, why wasn't I invited? It's me, Bill. Let me no. in. I like no. Big Macs too. But Bill's Bill is like vegan now. Bill, the president, right? He's really? vegan. Like he's oh, like know that. super healthy. Wow. Like he, cause he almost, didn't he almost die? He had heart, heart problem. I think he became a, a vegan and like, because his hands are even bigger, his, his, like all his features are like a little bit more. Exact. So what? No, no. Cause he <laughs> that lost. That happens when you're a vegan? No, no, no. Oh, I see. He lost a because ton of weight. Because he lost weight. weight and so like features all, look bigger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like your features, when you lose a ton of weight, sure. you, like your nose does not get smaller. Your yep. ears do not get smaller. Your hands do not get smaller. I see. Do you know what I mean? So like all the things that make you you, like the, yep. the, the, the characteristics, the schnoz, yep. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, that's one more way I'm better than Trump. I've got big hands. Oh. <laughs> all right. Let's keep going. <laughs> Independence Bigger Day. hands this for is, sure. This is how oh, it man, works. He was so mad about those tiny hand jokes. <laughs> Oh my God. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. sorry, that was low. Um, okay, this is how it works. We pick a movie we love. We talk through it. Independence we're talking, Day. We're we talking love. patriotic stuff. This is patriotic <laughs> yeah, episode. We got That was very patriotic chat. <laughs> <laughs> got to talk presidents. <laughs> yeah. Um, we act as a defense counsel. This is off the rails, <laughs> and we each get to pre- present to a two pieces of evidence apiece, and then we pre- we attempt. And this will be difficult to to attempt to prove that this movie is not only great which it is yes but perfect well yeah i mean we gotta keep in mind remember perfect doesn't mean flawless right and perfect is like how you like your eggs so it's yeah this don't yuck my yum don't yuck my yum this if you're 17 18 years old you got that popcorn and squirt in your hand (laughs) (laughs) certainly when you're 17 and 18. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember you once also saying, does it do what it sets out to do? Yes. Oh, yeah. Did, it, so enter, did that, it blow your minds? It, it like, <laughs> like, 
Like, did we have a blast? Yes. Yep. Um, like our like English patient won the Oscar this year and like swept, you know, but like that didn't do the same thing for our 17, 18 year old minds. No way. Right? Right. It, they made fun of it on Seinfeld. Like a whole episode. <laughs> I think they did. Yeah. So like Elaine was like, this movie is so boring. <laughs> Certainly, Independence Day is not, but we'll try to prove that it's perfect. When we're done, we each get a vote. Anthony gets a full vote. I get a full vote, and the listeners get a full vote. If they vote 75% yes or more, that's a yay vote from then. And then it goes onto that flash drive. Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum must go faster, must go faster. Oh, great line. Go up. Love it. Obviously added after filming. It cuts away from him, oh. and you and he says that. I think they were like, let's put a Jurassic Park joke oh, in. Oh, dude, that rules. I noticed it this time when I was watching. You don't Hi. actually see him say it. Oh, uh, a little ADR action? Yes, definitely ADR. Okay. Um, we're hoping to save the universe with movies that are perfect, and this one would in some sort of strange way do that, I think, because they'd see the error of their ways. Yep, for sure. They'd be like, oh, we're not going to harvest that place. That place is cool. Right. Leave them be. Yep. Go to go to Mars or something. Just go to Mars. There's nobody living there, dude. I don't think there are. It says they're harvesting all of our resources, right? I'm not sure there's the resources they would need on Mars. Yeah, that's why we don't live there. But I mean, one what, of the reasons, what, like trees. Do they want trees? Yeah, what mineral resources? fuel. Well, I guess. Yeah. Well, okay. That's actually. Yeah. Well, they probably need. What do you What do you need? You need food for your bod and food for your vehicle. <laughs> Like that's really that's what right. you, that's yeah. what a growing boy needs. So like <laughs> that the vehicle fuel fuel well actually but that's fossil fuels right I don't know right that's not going to be I, on I, Mars well right I th- I think that's going to be an why Earth don't they thing. go solar dude go go wind let's suggest it let's suggest it to the harvesters okay if you're you listening should, you should use wind power <laughs> <laughs> I would be amazed actually dude if this makes it and Matrix does it. <laughs> that would be incredible. Speaking of which, I do have a couple strickens. Can I just? Yeah. Okay. I have a few, a few too. Love it. Okay. I said I have a, a console stricken. You know when Will Smith like pulls, goes forward with the controls yeah. Yeah. and it goes backwards. It's a funny joke. Yeah. Then he flips the post-it note yeah. that he has on the console. Yeah. But that would also flip the left to right. And wouldn't that confuse oh, you? Very good point. That's good. So now both, I don't, yeah. I think, I guess Will Smith is like a good pilot. And so that wouldn't confuse him. Right. He wouldn't keep looking at the post-it note. Right. You start, you get that feel pretty quick. Yeah. Good joke. But that's yep. a great stricken. Okay. And then my only other stricken, and I think this is the biggest one. And I even remember thinking this when I first saw it in the theater, you're not going to just drive out of New York. Maybe you could drive into DC. Yep. This is that Jeff one Goldblum works. and his dad, Judd. Judd Hirsch, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you could drive into DC because all the traffic's coming out. Yep. But even on a regular afternoon, yep. You can't just drive. I think are they in Brooklyn? Yeah, that's. I think that's what they're saying. Yep. You can't just drive quickly out of the city. <laughs> and this is right. what everybody's throwing couches out of there. Yeah, <laughs> their apartments and trying to get out because there's, but that that itself would take forty eight hours to get out of the city if everyone's trying to get out. Yeah, and he's got six hours right from countdown. Right. 
Yep, you're totally right. Actually, so you I, can you can drive between those two cities in that time, but it's the getting out of the city that would be hard. Yes. Okay. So this this stricken can go for all Roland Emmerich movies because, like, mm. in Day After Tomorrow, yeah, how does he walk from Philadelphia to New York in sub zero temperatures? Yeah. There's a lot of like, <laughs> like, quick travel. Yeah. That has to happen to keep, like you're saying, to keep the movie going. Yep. You don't want to see Jeff Goldblum and Judd Hirsch just stuck in traffic. That that would be like the like okay, because if Roland Emmerich was sitting right here, he'd be like, okay, well, what did you want me to do? Exactly, and that would be a great point for him to make. Yep. No, I want I want you to do exactly what you did. No, do it in real time. Okay. Well, <laughs> super boring. Okay, that's that's super good. Okay, I got a couple quick strickens. Right. First one is. Every actor in this movie just about is playing a character that they've already played in another movie. Interesting. Right? So, like, Jeff Goldblum is 100% the exact same character. Well, he no, says, different clothing. He's not quite as yeah. weird. Yep, you're right. He's not Ian, Ian, what's his name? Ian Malcolm. Right. He's not Ian Malcolm because he's, Ian Malcolm is a little, well, they're both twitchy, these guys. That's Jeff Goldblum's thing, right? Yes, right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ian Malcolm's got that leather jacket on, and he's, right, he's he got has the rock no, star. You bring he, the rock star. Rock star, exactly. He's got that. Even though, uh, so I would say most people would say <laughs> he's best looking in <laughs> Jurassic Park when he, you know, takes he's got his leather jacket all the way open. Yeah, <laughs> but I think Jeff Goldblum is the handsomest he's ever been or would be. In this movie, Independence Day, when he's walking in the desert and he's got that uniform on and he's smoking the cigar. Yep. I mean, peak Goldblum. Yep. Peak, peak Goldblum. Peak, like, flannel shirt with, well, yeah, but that's, that's jumpsuit. Peak jumpsuit. <laughs> like, yep. both Jeff Goldblum and the jumpsuit. Look better than they'll ever look in that scene. Now, but Will Smith looks pretty sweet too, though. He does. Both of those guys look just incredible yeah, this is, at the end of this movie. This is absolutely perfect for them. Totally. Yep. Um, yep. yep. And then, like, I mean, you've got the dude from Mrs. Doubtfire, Harvey Firestein. Yep. Same dude. David. Yeah. I got to call my mother. It's just so 90s. Um, yes. I mean, you've got Robert Loggia from, <laughs> right, from straight from Big and Scarface. I was, was going to say over the top. <laughs> He's the bad guy in Over the Top, and it has just come out of a tanning bed in that movie. He's orange. Oh yeah, oh for but sure. I, I yeah. really like him in this movie. He's got some gravitas. Oh man, I love him. Although when I watched Scarface, it like changed. I I did watch that this summer when I was supposed to be watching Marvel. Anthony, I had never seen Scarface. You're, you've been naughty with your assignment. Uh, <laughs> I don't think this is going to happen. Oh well, Aaron's in. Aaron's in. Uh, this is what I hear. But you, you fell asleep during the movie. I thought you would like most. <laughs> Does okay. not bode well. Um, uh, yeah, and like, I don't know. So there, there's a little bit of that. Um, okay, so <clears throat> the virus. But what about Brent Spiner? He's oh, for not, sure. He, he like he's playing a scientist nerd, but he has some. He is not data at all. No, he's actually not data. that's not true. He's lore. What's that? That's Data's brother. 
How could I? How could I not know that? Duh, dude. He's data with emotions chip. Because oh, because okay. uh, Sung, his the the guy that makes him, his dad. Uh-huh. Yeah. He makes lore first. Oh, this is cool. I never knew this. And then he and then it like it doesn't quite go right. He makes him too human. So does he have long gray hair and is kind of no, no, he doesn't twitchy. have that. Although Data sometimes Data also plays his dad, and okay. he kind of looks like this character. He, t- <laughs> I love, I love when he shows up. Every time he shows up, I love it. Brent Spiner, love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, two, just a couple other really, really quick ones. Um, okay, the virus makes no sense. Virus makes no sense <laughs> no, at all. That one's almost too easy, right? Totally. Like, yeah. So we don't even about that. We don't so need many to times. Right. Yeah. Siskel and Ebert did not like that. They said even people that understand computers, or even people that don't understand computers, think this is stupid. I think he's, they said the the Jeff Goldblum's plan at the end of this movie is so boneheaded. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. They say. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Well, here, here's my for me in the theater. Here, here's just three really quick, easy ones. Okay. Okay. Where did they get the gas for all those RVs? There's hundreds of RVs. <laughs> and they drove. And his friends. You mean? <laughs> yeah, but there's hundreds. And then they let them all in. Like, that was a big one when we watched it. Yeah. On July 4th. Why I, are they letting them in? Like, letting. I mean, they should let Will Smith in. He's like, here's my evidence, right? Right. The, he's got his own <laughs> piece of evidence. Yeah. <laughs> As to the why welcome he, to Earth alien. Yep. yep. Yeah. But then they let them all in. They're like, let them in. Let them in, right? Okay, so yep. let all the RVs in. Where'd they get the gas for it? Um, the ship is 50 years old, so when they fly into the right. mothership. There's no, yeah, there's no, like, this is an old ship, like on Star Wars. Yep, they, they're like. They actually address, yeah. It, it's an old ship, but but it checks out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, where's where's that? And they yeah. bring it right to the middle. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's dusty. <laughs> Stuff probably stopped working. Dusty. So. <laughs> Wait a minute. This ship is too dusty. <laughs> For sure. I think the dust would have been burned off when they left the atmosphere, but okay. I don't know. Well, it probably looks kind of worn out. I see. Um, uh, and lastly, um, how did they connect the computer? That's even Th- bigger that, to me. That's, that's the one. We've what? said that before. I can't yep. even connect a Mac to a PC. Right. The FireWire to USB, we could never do. So and Maybe they had some sort of dongle. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have that, that dongle in stock? <laughs> they had to go to Radio Shack to get a dongle. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, Radio wait, Shack wait. was still open in the 90s. Wait, last one. Okay, and then this yeah. is then this goes into favorite movie tropes of all time. So, okay. Gomer 1's favorite movie tropes of all time, and probably lots of people's, mm-hmm. is when there's one guy that under, that gets it. Right. I Like, it's day after tomorrow. You've uh-huh. got every scientist in the world... But you've got Dennis Quaid knows that 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 it's that it's that it's the climate thing going in reverse. Yep. Right? Yes. Only and he's trying one... to convince everybody. Yes. So they have that scene, and they have that mm-hmm. scene in every single um, Roland Emmerich movie. Right. Which is like nobody, like all of NASA, all of the government, all yep. the smart people in the whole world. But it's one guy. So it's Jeff Goldblum who's. Works like IT at a cable company or something. He's just a cable guy. And right. he has one page printout of ones and zeros. Did you see that? <laughs> well, he's drinking his Fruitopia. Yeah. He holds up the piece of paper and it's just ones and zeros. It's like two paragraphs. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, the, 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 I think you're hitting on this really well is that there's th- – that is a – we can't strike that because that is so good. Yes. To, because you relate to this every man right away. I love it. Yep. And, he, you know, he happens to be the ex-husband. Yep. Mm-hmm. Of a woman that works in the White House. So that's like communications convenient. director or something like right. that. Um, but still, he's just a cable guy <laughs> who works in New York. Yep. And has a sheet with ones and zeros on it. And he yep. figured it out. I, yeah. So I love it. My thought is like maybe there's a ton of other computer hackers, but they just don't have access to the White House. Everybody, lots of people figured it out, you mean? But yep. it was only, uh, what's, oh, David. Who was able David. to get in? Got me to call my lawyer. Oh, forget my lawyer. <laughs> That's a very 90s thing too, right? Totally. The lawyer joke. Lawyer jokes. For sure. So that that's it for, for me for the Strickens. I I mean, yeah, it's still, you, you have a dongle. You're holding a dongle in your hand right now. <laughs> you just showed it to me. And, and there's no way. There is no way. That you could come up with a dongle that would work. Yeah, FireWired eight hundred to FireWire four hundred or yep. USB, totally. Yeah, how they do it. Okay, we're an hour into the episode. You said yeah. we were going to keep this tight. We have not given any of our exhibits yet. <laughs> well, that's a problem when we talk about a movie like this. Yes, that's definitely. So I'm gonna I'm gonna chunk in. Okay. Because you just said one of your favorite tropes when it comes to these kinds of movies. Yep. Mine is the first. My first piece of evidence is I think that this movie does. Better than maybe any other disaster movie. And I'm trying to figure out if it maybe was Mm. the initiator of this. My favorite thing, one of my favorite things, which is separate storylines that all converge into a kind of global event moment at the end. So I just want to I just want to make sure I've got all the storylines (laughs) I just want to make sure I've got all the storylines right, and you can let me know if I'm missing any. So you've got President Whitmore. Yep. That young, strapping lad, Bill Pullman. I think he makes a good president. Me too. I like him. I like him. Um, So that's number one. Then we've got David and his dad. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Number two. (laughs) Dennis Quaid's family, I think the most boring of them all. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Um, and then Will Smith. Yep. Steve. Okay. L.A. Steve, Steve Hiller yep. in in L.A. Right. And so you've actually that's a good point. They're on different sides of the country. Yep. Actually, you've got okay. East Coast, West Coast. That okay. I liked that timeline thing because you've got you've got Europe, you've got Asia, mm-hmm. you've got Russia. Yep. So like so like that's already happened. You know, like it's nighttime there, it's morning yes. there. Yep. Then it's like afternoon, you know, in DC. And yep. then they're and then that's brilliant. It's only like 30 minutes in. They wake up in LA and nothing's happened yet. I looked. It's 30 minutes in. You don't see Will Smith until wow. 30 okay. minutes. Yep. That's what um, I thought. Now I also think that's a genius move because the yes. the final the final story that you're it that you're introduced to is the biggest star in the movie. Yep. Yep, that rules. I think I think Will Smith is just at this point, even though he's only been in Bad Boys and yep. Fresh Prince, he is the draw. Yes, for this movie. Yes, if you take Will Smith out, hundred percent. If you take Will Smith out, this isn't. All the other characters are great, but this isn't yeah. the movie that it is without Will Smith. 
Yes. Well, and that's the sequel's biggest sin. Will Smith isn't in it. Oh. Stop it. Oh. It's his. It's it's the little kid grown up. Oh, that I I love that. Is it that, that actual actor? No, I don't think so. But oh, it's supposed it. to be that character. But oh, I kind of Will like Smith that. is not in it, and so it's stupid. Okay. Because, <laughs> you, because you're you're like okay, I'm starting to get to know these different disparate stories, right? Yep. But what you're really waiting for is Fresh Prince yep. <laughs> to show up. You're waiting for and Will he Smith. He just looks ripped. Yep. He looks so good. He's got that kind of swagger. He's a, and so to save him for last is like, oh man, a, a really good move. So good. Oh yeah. Like I love wake up scenes in movies. Vivica A. Fox is amazing. His little so boy. I, I think I think you could say she has her, her own storyline. Yep. Hundred percent. Yep. She's got her and the president's wife in that truck. Yep. Yep. There's another gas, another stricken from the record. Where'd she get the gas for that thing? <laughs> well, but she I guess is she could amazing. go to the gas station, but it wouldn't be working. True. Right. She'd have to siphon it out of other vehicles, is my guess. Okay. I love her storyline too, just saving people. Yep. So good. I like the moment where she introduces her kid to the first lady. Mm-hmm. Now that uh, again, that might that is stricken like how did the first lady survive? Well, so she dumb. Doesn't. Yes, that all that is so crash. dumb. But yes. And then they meet and <laughs> bring her back. <laughs> Give me a break. But I love it. It still works for me. And then me. they drive all the way. Wait, how did they get him from to Area 51? How does that happen? Oh, oh, he fly. Okay. So they drive to where he was supposed to be stationed, which is blown up. Right. That's he meets her. One of the best kisses on screen. I always cheer. I you know I love yep. kissing. That right. is a great kiss. I don't know from experience, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know I love kissing in movies. <laughs> you smooching your brother. You smooching everybody. Bony Bill. Cheeks, Bony Bob, Cliff. <laughs> no, Bony Bob. Um, so, it's a, I mean, but but the reason it works for me, that, that moment where she's like, here's the first lady. I want to introduce you to the first lady. She said, I didn't know you recognize me, all that stuff. Uh-huh. It, it's like... It's like an Avengers moment where all these characters are getting together, but it's mm-hmm. in one movie. You like their separate stories. Yep. And then by the end, they really are, in a lot of ways, all in the same area. Mm-hmm. They're all at Area 51 together. They're working together. Mm-hmm. They're using their different gifts. Mm-hmm. They're they're having fun, and mm-hmm. they go, and they save the world together. Yep. And th- th- the movie actually does a really good job at getting you to care about the characters before that happens. And then you're excited yep. when you're like, oh, man. Yeah. Steve Hiller is meeting President Whitmore. Yeah. I've been waiting for my whole life to see this. <laughs> at least two hours. Two amazing hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, I've been longing. Yeah. Yeah, I've been longing for the husband from or the man from while you were sleeping to meet the Fresh Prince. Like, yes. And the guy from Jurassic Park with the guy from yeah. Big and the guy from Mrs. Doubtfire. So to send those two up together in the ship, that's a great move because so good. you care about Will Smith's character. You care about Jeff Goldblum. He, yep. It's the smarts and the swagger. Yep. And they're just going together. And it seems like having fun together. They you have a blast. I mean, I like time. when Finn and Poe are together in the in the X-wing yep. at the beginning of Force Awakens, but you don't care about them enough yet to feel that thrill, right? But it does feel kind of familiar. These two guys that are um, 
just you like together in a ship flying yep. around. It becomes a buddy, yep. buddy movie. Yeah. See, that's there's a lot of genres in this because mm-hmm. this isn't a total. It's not because. Okay, so I've always thought of this as a disaster movie, and right. I think of Roland Emmerich as a disaster movie maker. Yeah. But this isn't a disaster movie, really. Like, it actually doesn't even make the top 32 list that we found on Vulture.com. <laughs> Which I was surprised about. Other Roland Emmerich movies make it. Yeah. It's like, 2012 all... was on there, but not Independence Day? Come well, yeah, on. but so, but that... <sighs> I mean, it is a disaster movie because the the whole earth almost blows up, but... You know what I mean? Like it's all. Well, that's it's, that's why I like it because the characters it's got a lot are of genres. good. Yes. Yeah. Great character development. You're super right. Egg is in it. <laughs> oh, From- the incomparable egg. <laughs> right. I mean, Mae Whitman, who yep. is how old do you think she is in this movie? Six. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, Anne from Arrested Development. Egg. Yep. Yep. Egg. Parenthood. Parent- yep. She's the voice of Katara and. Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender is amazing. Oh, Everything okay. she's in, if she's in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, everything yes. she's in is good. She's got this a cool performance, arc. though. Yeah. Holy cow! <laughs> I mean, she she says, "What does she say? Is mommy is mommy sleeping?" Sorry, I'm laughing about this, oh, but that <laughs> that line ending Act Two of the movie, yeah, is just killer. <laughs> I love it. I yep. think she's so good in it. I have to give a note to the score real quick. David Arnold, who mm-hmm. he did, uh, he did a Bond movie. He did Godzilla. He's done some other things. That moment in the score, I've been wanting to remember where that music was from. That is an absolutely beautiful score right there. Yep. Like, and man. Oh my gosh, Bill Pullman is so good right there. Like when he walks out of that room, yeah, the hospital room, yeah, and oh my gosh, actually, I kind of think the composer has a cameo right there. The doctor, really, that gives him that that news. Uh-huh. You know, like we can't, like basically, she's internally bleeding and we can't do anything. Right. Yeah. That looks That's exactly the like the composer. I kind of oh, think it's him. Wow. Okay. That happens all the time, right? Little like sure behind the scenes guys get cameos. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, that moment is absolutely beautiful, and it leads to one of my favorite things in this movie, which I love those title cards, dude. Okay, so uh, maybe I should just do both of my. Okay, I'll sure. just do both of mine right away, and then you okay. can do both of yours. Okay. So I actually think this movie. Oh wait, I'm sh- something's wrong with my phone, dude. I can't do my thumbprint anymore. Oh, my phone's been weird too. I think this movie, there's something special about a movie that announces its three-act structure. Mm, totally. <laughs> the, the, the July 2nd, July 3rd, July 4th for me yep. works so well. Mm. Every time the date comes up, I get goosebumps. Oh, it is so perfect. And y- you, you are led... You are led through a very, like, like straight-ahead three-act movie structure. Yep. And it feels so, so familiar. It, yes. it It's like your mind loves a trellis. Yep. Like our mind, like, okay, I'm here now. Yes. You know, like, oh, it, it, it helps you, like, it's the ma, dude. That's a ma moment. Yep. 
Yes, right? it gives you a little bit of space to breathe. It's like yeah. in Mad Max Pertner to Fury Road yeah. uh-huh. when there's just 45 minutes of action and they go into the dust storm and it's just black. You mm-hmm. need those moments mm-hmm. to just breathe for a second. So I'm, I was trying to uh, – let me ask you this. Which, at, which day do you like best in this movie? Mm. Because you've got July 2nd, which is the Dang. setup, right? Yeah. Um, July 3rd, which is like the, the disaster basically. Yep. Act two. And they're, yep. they're, they're trying to, the hopelessness of trying to fight back. Yep. And that ends with, is mommy sleeping? Is mommy sleeping now? Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's just, there's something so <laughs> cheesy, yeah. but perfect about that moment. Yep. And then July 4th is we fight back. And we f- and Jeff Goldblum figures out how to do it. Hold on, does win. July Fourth be is that does that begin with him like kicking the can and he's like, yep. let's just wreck the earth? Yes. Yep. July Fourth, the Dang. title comes up, it fades out, and then he comes in drunk and kicks the can down. Yes. A great moment. Yeah, and also they haven't slept. It seems. You know yeah, what I mean? that's true. Yeah, when have they slept? It's three days of sleeplessness. Yeah, I was thinking too, like. There's a 24 vibe in that this movie happens in real time, sort of, minus the traffic. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's all, I like a contained movie like that. It all happens yeah. within 72 hours. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so I think, I think I like the first act the best. I like the disaster coming. Yeah. Oh, I mean, all the reveals are amazing. Yep. Also, it contains one of my favorite shots of New York and one of the best chess scenes ever filmed. Mm-hmm. I mean that that instilled in me like my, one of my like life goals is to become like an old man in New York, yep, smoking stogies and playing chess with random people. That's never gonna happen, <laughs> but like <in laughs> well, a, you would love it too. <laughs> like in like the spaghetti model of the hurricane of my life, that is one strand that would end up because they're Wait, across the river really from they're across the river from. Manhattan when yep. they're playing, mm-hmm. right? So Beautiful. you can see the whole city, Beautiful. the skyline. Great shot. Yep. I I think I might prefer the playing basketball underneath is it the Brooklyn Bridge? They're playing basketball or the I think mm. it might be the George Washington Bridge where it's it's up over them and so you get oh. like those kids are playing basketball yeah. and so you get a real feeling of the scale of the city. Yes, just and, yeah. And then that I really think that Maybe you'll disagree with me. The ship coming in and the clouds kind of like burning around it. Yeah. Looks really good to me. Yep. That looks very cool. 100%. Yep. I have no idea. And then you get tons that. of Spielberg face, right? Just lots of people yeah. staring with their mouths open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to hold that shot on mm-hmm. those, on those like random people. Yep. Like the classic Spielberg face from the police officer. He just literally yes. walks out of his car. Yeah. <laughs> there's like these homeless guys and one of them has like a paper crown on his head for some reason. I just, I, there's a guy that I think about all the time. He's just got like a sweater on it, a sweater, like a button down cardigan on that. I, uh-huh. I don't know why I think about that sweater all the time. That's, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's very me. That rules, uh-huh. dude. Yes, you have a, a picture of something random that you think about a lot. Very visceral for me. Like I just, I can't wait till I see that cardigan. Yeah, and you in this see it. Movie. Yes, it's so <laughs> perfect. Okay, one thing I love about the the Spielberg faces, and even then, like the disaster moment, like right before, like 
when you know the countdown's coming, that countdown yeah. is, is pretty perfect too. I like the countdown. So yeah. good. But I love that one of the things actually I love about this movie in general is everybody is in the same boat. Mm-hmm. No matter race, no matter class, no matter yeah. where yeah. you're in on the earth, everybody's in the exact same boat. And they do an incredible job when they're like on Wall Street or something like that. And you've got like rich business people. Yep. And yep. then like students and then like some homeless dudes and yes. you know like everybody and it's like we're all like you can't actually that happens exactly in day after tomorrow too remember the rich guy uh-huh. the rich wall street guy got gets on that bus yep he's like here what do you got well yeah here's a hundred dollars here's a thousand dollars yeah yeah right? he's trying to buy his way out of let's this let's go let's go and then that yeah yeah so it's like everybody's in the same boat right money you know doesn't I mean? matter anymore yep, is that why that. disaster movies are good huh that's, uh, I've never that's, thought about it before, a, but that's something that's I really element. like about it too. Yeah, Every, everybody's together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, actually, that's kind of what this pandemic was like, dude. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like every for a sing- little while before everybody got divided and now hates each other. <sighs> <laughs> that lasted, but it did last a month, dude. It lasted where like we were one world. Yes. It actually happened. I mean, that happened after nine eleven. Yep. No, that but felt very kind of one world stuff. No, I know, but this, the pandemic is probably the only thing in our lifetime that affected people in Israel. Globally. Yeah, and, yep, you know, you're right. In Iraq, in mm-hmm. Europe, in, in England, you know, in America, in Australia, yep. you know, like, actually Australia, New Zealand, they like kind of missed out on it. <laughs> they did a pretty good job. Yeah. They, remember, like, yeah. they just stayed open and they just closed yep. their borders. But anyways, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Coronavirus is exactly the same here as it was across the world. So, yeah, yep. Hmm. Um, I, I really like that. I do like disaster movies. I I think this is one. I here. just I just yeah. Let's let let me chunk in, dude. Okay, great. Okay, I love disaster movies. <laughs> That's your evidence. I love disaster <laughs> movies. <laughs> That is so tough. It's a hundred percent though. That's what it is because it's hard to defend a lot of stuff about this movie. Yeah, but we love it, and yeah. I I love I love disaster movies too, which is weird to say because billions of people die in them. True. Yeah. I mean, you kind of miss out on that particular part of it, and there's so much destruction. <laughs> like yeah, like when bro and uh, Brent Spiner when Data uh-huh. is like. This has been an amazing couple of days. Ooh. And the president was like, billions of people have died. Billions like of people died, you jerk. Yeah, he's like, the Giz. Actually, that's a dude, Brent Spider's lines are amazing. Like he just like he's this amazing scientist, right? But he re- refers to things as like stuff and crap. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. junk. He's like gizmos and goo and who's it's and what's it's. Yeah, I think he says, yeah. What what does he say when he's about to cut the head open he says something like that like you're saying yeah. like it doesn't it's not very like this is where it gets really gnarly or something like that um yeah yeah, yeah i like him a lot and I also I that i too. think is the biggest jump scare yes. when the when the helmet thing like bursts open yep incredible jump that. scare yep. yeah I, that that was that was one of those reasons why you don't want a five-year-old watching right this. exactly at yeah. least our that part our, that part's very scary Actually, our nine-year-old would have been scareder than our five-year-old scareder. Right. <laughs> um, but just a quick list here, dude. Okay. Okay. I love, love Day After Tomorrow. 
Now that's not only a disaster movie, that's Roland Emmerich, right? Yep. It's it's one of those things where when we did this podcast, we were like, I think we're going to start to find stuff that we like and figure yep. out why. And so I didn't know that every like I I love Day After Tomorrow. I don't I don't know why. I love the disaster of it. I love Jake Gyllenhaal is amazing. The score is super mm-hmm. good. Yeah. We'll probably we probably won't do that movie even though it's on my list. But, do you love even the things that are dumb? So the, I was thinking about this with Independence Day. Yeah. Like I get the stricken stuff. Yeah. But I love them. So with Day After Tomorrow, I'm thinking about how it's cold. Yeah. And so there's this one scene where Jake Gyllenhaal and his girlfriend are running down the hall. Emmy Rossum. And it's literally like cold chasing them. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get into a room and uh, light, light some library books on fire yeah. and they're fine. <laughs> they, they would die for sure. But guess what? I love that scene. Love it. I think it's so good. How, yeah. How did like <laughs> it's it's cold moving. It's it's cold. <laughs> cold is chasing them at their heels and going to kill them if they don't run. Yeah. Somehow they made cold cool. Like and yeah, super and scary. Dennis Quaid falls into that Wendy's and puts those little oh, tiny man. flames on and survives. Yep. The he just turns on the grill. Super dumb, but I love it. Yep. Totally. And so I don't know what it is about loving seeing things blow up. You know, like, because yeah. you're right. That's like super bad. Tons of people are dying. So we're not, you know, but like, I don't know. I like, I loved seeing New York City flooded. Uh-huh. Like it looks so cool. Really cool. Why? That's really like, cool. That iconic scene of like the, the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. you know, it's like amazing. Like just seeing that wave. There must be think pieces written about why people love seeing that kind of stuff. Yep. Like, so I'm I'm thinking about uh we're talking a lot of Star Trek in this one. Like in the new Star Trek, I think it's actually the sequel, Into Darkness. Yep. When you see the Enterprise coming out of the ocean. Yeah, dude. Where I love to see an icon yep. doing something or in a situation I've never seen it before. Yep. And so i I wonder if it's like Seeing the Statue of Liberty laying down, it was cool. <laughs> I because you never see it laying down. Right, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I mean, like, just I love 2012. It's yep. super dumb. That's probably the dumbest of them, but yep. I still do love it. And remember, their kids, Noah and Lily. Your your yep. your oldest and my oldest. Yep. San Andreas, dude. Did you ever see that Fun. one? I do like that one. I yep. love San Andreas, dude. <laughs> Twister, obviously. <laughs> Love Twister. Volcano? Uh, volcano is a little bit like, you could run away from that. It goes so slow. I know. The, yeah. vo- the lava the goes lava. so slow in that. <laughs> okay, what about Dante's Peak? I prefer Dante's Peak. Okay. Yeah, Dante's... It's got, what's it? It's got Linda Hamilton in it, yes. right? From Terminator. Totally. She's good. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so it has Sarah Connor and James Bond. Right. Pierce Brosnan yep. from okay. Mamma Mia. Yep, and Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Yeah. Smith, not Smith theory. Um, <laughs> Man, you are cracking me up today for some reason. I just feel like I've just been laughing this whole episode. <laughs> Good, dude. We need to inject some fun into these crazy, crazy Definitely. days. Um, yep. But dude, then then there's Armageddon and Deep Impact, which came okay, out. Okay, I was wondering if we were going to get to this. Within so a month like, of each other, right? 
Right. So I think Deep Impact tries to do this thing that I love, which is disparate stories yeah. coming together. Yep. My main issue with Deep Impact is they don't ever get together, these stories. Oh, Like you yeah. never see Elijah Wood interacting with Morgan Freeman. You're totally right. And so there, I think Independence Day does it right. You're right. Because, wait a minute, is Deep Impact Roland Emmerich? No, it's not. It's not. I looked at it. No, it's not. I oh, okay. I thought potentially yes, but no. That but if it was obviously then... influenced by Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes, yes. Um, I, uh, th- that, that leaves me feeling a little bit unfulfilled, unsatisfied at the end of that movie is uh, something about Independence Day where you get to see them all talking. You're so right. It, it's just a thrill that I don't get in Deep Impact. Elijah Wood does head to those... The, the caves. Underground caves, but he never gets there. Right. They're like, he's like, we've been working really hard at a set of underground caves and we're almost finished. That's one of, that's one of the best <laughs> strickens of all time. Like, <laughs> you built a network of caves that the entire human race could live in and we're almost finished. <laughs> like, well, is that worse or is the those big boats in 2012 worse? Okay, where that's it's like way... those arcs. Oh my gosh. I like the, I like the concept, yep. but... Super cool. Whenever I, I th- have I mentioned this before? Whenever you see like a big robot, no, I I talked about this on the other podcast I was on about oh, Godzilla yeah. versus. Oh like, right. There's not enough metal. Yeah. There's just you don't have enough metal there's to not, build these things. Totally. Like that, we're running into all these. Like we don't have enough material to build houses right now. I around can't the world. even get a couch. Yeah. Exactly. Right we, now. Totally. It takes me a year to or special order a couch. Yes. Is all that material going towards building yeah. some sort of like <laughs> global event survival? Maybe, stuff? maybe there's a rock, like or not a rock, an ark being built. You're totally right to like get us off this planet. That's why I can't get fence pieces right now. Thanks yes, a lot. There ark. is any if anybody's trying to fix their house up. Yeah. You can't find anything. You can't find plywood. No. You're totally it's right. It's a terrible time to move. Dude, I watched a YouTube and video about that. House. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they, they were saying basically it's not the raw materials. It's shipping. Right. Like they were like yep. all these ships have come mm-hmm. from like China yep. to America full. And, and then we're they not, just send them back empty, right? Yeah, so we can't, we, we're not doing that. So all the ships are stuck here empty. Yeah. So the ships are all here. And like, so like, yeah, the, the, episode, the it was a YouTube video about like, why can't we find tapioca for our bubble tea? And so, <laughs> this like, is a little bit of a different, a different situation than if the world was ending and we needed to all survive. Well, that was, it was, it, it was the case study. It wasn't like Gen Z or millennials, like, where's my right. bubble tea? It was like the case of the missing tapioca or something like that. Okay, gotcha. Like, why why is there no tapioca here? It's not because there isn't tapioca being made. Right. It's because it right. can't get here. Well, and maybe they're building some sort of something with the tapioca true, true. that we don't know about. Yeah, some they're sort. stocking now, it with bubble tea. Pref- you prefer Deep Impact to Armageddon, right? I love Deep Impact. And the number one, not the number one, the number five reason we love Deep Impact, both you and I, is because one meteor hits. And the other the other right. gets destroyed, right? So it's there. There is a global event of a yep. meteor that is a great, which move. doesn't happen in Armageddon. And there's the whole kind of like mystery. The whole first act of that movie is what's her name, yeah. Taylioni. Yep, trying to solve a mystery. Totally, I love that. What is Ellie? Who is yeah. Ellie? I like that. I love Where, that because it's a Michael Bay movie. Armageddon is 
no subtlety. Yeah. <laughs> it's just immediately filtered. Yeah. Clear filtered disaster. That movie is you will you just feel tired after you watch that movie because it's so yep. relentless. At the same time, Bruce Willis, amazing. He's great in that movie. So good. And uh Ben Affleck, ben Affleck. that's when he got his new teeth. Oh no, no, no. That was for Pearl Harbor. Also Michael Pre-teeth. Bay. teeth Yep, he was like, we need you to have stronger teeth. So he put in all new teeth, remember? Yep. <laughs> Got him the Batman job, probably. You need good teeth if you're going to be Batman because yeah, that's all you see, lips yeah. and teeth. <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> hey, what's real quick, what's your favorite Batman vehicle? Batmobile. Um, I like that. I actually like that motorcycle that comes out mm, dude. In, in Dark Knight. You yeah. know that? The the yeah, yeah. fatty wheel motorcycle and right and the wheels turn both forward and sideways. Yep. And there's that scene where he just bursts out of the side of the building and and it's coming sideways. Yep. And then he goes forward. I, the bat cycle, I guess that's probably called something else. Okay. And it's got missiles on it, of course. Yeah. What about you? Do you I, like them? I still. It's Michael Keaton, dude. I was gonna say Michael Keaton. I love even though it's that. like sh- it's so shaky. Yeah, <laughs> you know when it's driving fast, <laughs> you can tell it's made out of plastic and it's like shaky. It's so junky. It's way too long. The ground clearance is way too low. It would get stuck on a curb, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're right. It wouldn't even be able to hop a curb. <laughs> it would get stuck on a, <laughs> a little it's rock. Good, yeah, I mean, I I do like that they made it all more military. With the big Hummer and everything like that. That was in, cool. In the I hated Christopher it at first. Nolan stuff. I hated it at you first. You did? Yeah. Oh, I, was, I liked it right I was away. Like, I thought it was cool. I was like, no, I want my... You, I, you've got that loyalty. Right. I, Michael Keaton. But but I felt the same way about Nolan at first in general because like, I'm like, I was like stuck in a mm. stuck in a time period and I needed to wake up, be like, you know what? It's okay. You can play with my toys and do something different because Batman's my favorite. Does Nolan do a disaster movie? Did he do it? Well... I guess you could say Interstellar yes. is like post apocalyptic yep. a little bit. Dystopian future and the there whole earth's gonna yeah. blow up and we all have to end up living off the earth. Yeah. So that's different because a disaster movie you see the event. Right. Which um I I am I probably need to think a little bit more about why I like that so much. It, it's connected to this everybody's together thing. Yeah, I I for sure. There's also like when you watch a disaster movie, I'm spitballing here. Yep. That is so much worse than what I'm going through right now. Yes. I yep. think wouldn't that be sort of nice? It's the pandemic thing, dude. Yep. Like for my for everybody's world to be disrupted so that all the kind of minutiae I'm worried about wouldn't matter as much. Right. It yeah. Or is it that all the horrible things that are happening on screen aren't are way worse than what's happening in your life? Is that what you mean? I mean, I'm, I mean both of those things. Okay, both. Like, okay. at least I'm not going through that. I see. But then I also think, but it would sort of be interesting for that to happen, so that I wouldn't have to go through the horrible little minutia things that I'm going through right now. So, My whole life would be disrupted. Okay, so like, and an that adventure, sounds fun. Like this is yeah, yes. yeah it's an, it's yep. it sounds fun. <laughs> You're totally right. Like I know it wouldn't be, but you watch a movie like Independence Day, and it is a really fun movie. Yeah, yeah. You could have a darker spin on it, where like everybody's dying. Right. Yeah. And I think that like Shyamalan tried to do that in Signs. He tried to do Independence Day from like just people living out on a farm. 
Got it. How horrible it would be. Yeah. Like outside of the cities, if you don't die right away, this is the worst thing that could happen to Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, and, and so that's why I like signs because it's like, okay, if Independence Day happened, it wouldn't be fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't, I don't know why we love, maybe, maybe it's that like in American cinema, tragedy uh-huh. isn't as popular you know, like we like a bow, we like right. everything to be fixed up. We like a series of tunnels that are almost finished. <laughs> like we we like them to figure out the virus and then smoke their cigars after that dumb plan actually works. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like Titanic is up there with like a disaster. It's a total oh, yeah. disaster movie. That's a disaster movie, hundred um, percent. Yeah. Perfect Storm was on that list too. I love uh-huh. Perfect Storm. Okay. George Clooney. Mary. Oh, I was going to say Ben Affleck, but it's George Clooney, right? No, it's Clooney and Mark Wahlberg and Mary. It's the woman from Robin Hood, Partner to Prince of Thieves and Scarface. (laughs) Elizabeth, no. Elizabeth, not, yeah, something. Mastrioni. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's her. And Multiplicity. No, Multiplicity? Is she in that too? No. No, and she's on The Abyss. Oh, Mary Stuart Masterson. There. No, that's not right. It's something else. Mary Stuart Masterson is from, is like a... 80s teen star <laughs> oh man we're yeah. confused people okay all right let me <laughs> okay. let me go okay so we love disasters and this is a good disaster movie really good yep it it put disasters in our canon maybe i don't know was, this is it's a canon movie for me yes was there a better disaster movie before this um i don't think so i think this was like bringing the disaster movie into the, the into the zeitgeist again I think okay. there were a lot of disaster movies like in the 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah, actually in that list there was like Towering Inferno. Right. Um, that's Poseidon what I'm talking about. Adventure, like mm-hmm. all John yep. Williams, quite a few John Williams movies are actually in that. But I think this launched disaster movies this, in the, this in, made, into the 21st yeah. century. Okay, that's cool. All right. Yeah. Let me let me chunk in. All right, dude. Last last real quick evidence. I do think this is an ensemble cast. Yep. You know I love an ensemble cast. Yes. And it's basically everything we've already been saying, but I feel like every character is, even though I had the stricken, I forgot to mention Cousin Eddie. Like <laughs> Randy. You're totally right. Randy he, Quaid is Cousin Eddie. He is 100%. They were like, we need Cousin Eddie in this movie. We need comic relief. He's kind of dumb in this movie, dude. I I don't love his character. I actually think I actually think it's kind of dumb. I think that could have been done way like I'm back. And he's got this son who's doing a Keanu Reeves impression. Yeah, that oh that should have been Keanu from Speed right there. <laughs> who else who else could have played like I mean okay, I love we love underdogs. We love Yeah. Yeah. You know and he saves he saves the world. I like his redemption arc. His redemption it's just arc. I picked it's the, perfect, the most boring I part the worst, of the movie. I worst think. Day to stop drinking. Right, that's funny stuff. But his, the whole setup with him and his family is pretty boring and blah. Yeah, I think. Yep. That I think that casting, the whole family casting, even though it's the older daughter from Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. I didn't make that. Lots of Mrs. Doubtfire connections. Yeah, today. that's what I'm. Is just a, is it the same casting director or something like that? Like <laughs> maybe you made yeah. a great older sister in Mrs. Doubtfire. Be the older sister in. <laughs> Independence Day or something. <laughs> yeah, that could be. I it, it's I would say that's nappable. 
that that yep. whole storyline. If you're watching this on a July Fourth and you're full from a burger, yep, you can nap during the Dennis Quaid, sorry, Randy Quaid parts. Yep. And, um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's and not great. There's yeah that they're kind of bullying him and he now he says he was taken advantage of by the aliens, but that happened yeah, fifty probed. years ago. So it, did it actually happen or is he actually crazy? The, well, I mean, that's the depth of this movie. You never know. It's up to you. It's up to the viewer. Okay. But I do like this kind of Cousin Eddie connection. It could be in the same universe for all we know as Dude. the vacation Yes, movies. it is the same guy. <laughs> oh, wait, but different. Changed his name. Different. He divorced his wife and changed his name. Okay. All right. There you go. How about that? Yeah. So I liked him better in Christmas Vacation. Me too. I don't know. I thought I thought I'm back. I th- actually thought that line was kind of dumb. Well, and and you know that the original, the original way it ended is he did all that in his crop duster. Oh, that's right. Yep. He I'd... straps a missile to the crop duster and he says, "I'm back," and yeah. he flies up in his little red plane, which I kind of like that. Yep, that's kind of for some cool. reason they changed it. I don't know why. Sure, that is kind of cool. You know, yeah. I but I I like I love the story in the story arc, casting and mm-hmm. I mean you know whenever it's a little I, bit of a miss whenever I f- critique someone's performance I always feel bad so sorry Randy Quaid but I <laughs> thought it was kind of lame um, he's gonna come get you okay uh, one little thing from the Gomer one sheet here is that I didn't know this uh-huh. but the studio did not want Will Smith right I didn't know this either so. This this was news to me as of yesterday when I was looking up those 25th anniversary articles. And uh-huh. I don't know if this is like they just didn't reveal this or whatever, but Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin, the writer, producer. Right, his director, partner, yeah. They're awesome yep. buds. They said that mm-hmm. the studio wanted Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Okay. I actually love Ethan Hawke. He was in I, I Explorers as a little <laughs> You're boy. like a young Ethan Hawke. I loved that. He was... Oh, see, I get him and Chris. No, um, Christian Bale Christian. and Ethan Hawke. I get them confused. No, but there's another guy. Really? Yes, there's another guy who was in Star Trek Six. Christian Slater. That's it. Yeah, I get those two super confused. Now, <laughs> you saying he was in Star Trek Six, <laughs> and me knowing that you're talking about Christian Slater <laughs> is insane. <laughs> That's we have a serious shorthand, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> because um, he's in that movie for like three seconds. Yep. So many people though. I love Hollywood people that want cameos in Star Trek movies. Yeah. They they it's, like it happens with Star Wars too, right? Like it totally does. Yep. W- uh, what's his name? Craig was in the, just a random stormtrooper. Oh yeah, right? Dan- Daniel Craig. Yep. Daniel Craig. Right. Yep. Love it. Um, love it too. So the studio here they wanted Ethan Hawke. They said. You cast a black guy in this part, you're going to kill foreign box office. Mm. Ugh. Right. Yuck. So, and they're concerned, I think, mostly about China. And I've heard this about Star... I've heard this... I heard this about Finn. Really? In the new Star Wars oh, movies. Don't cast a black lead in Star Wars movies because we don't do well in China anyway. We need all the money we can get. Oh, my Make gosh. sure we cast as many white actors as you can. Now... You see this $817 million worldwide. Yeah, it seemed to do it seemed to do okay. Oh, we talked about this in Black Panther too. Like, there's always this weird worry. Yeah. And I think probably it's grounded in something. 
but I don't I don't think that with I don't think the movie's about the actors, even though we just said that they're it's a character driven movie. Yep. Whatever happened, it didn't end up they didn't have to worry. Totally. It did fine. They one of the one of the things that they said in like some memo was we don't like Will Smith. He's unproven. So Oh, interesting. Now I don't know when Bad Boys came out. Now for me in high school, that was like not probably my genre of movie. Right. Yep. But I knew him from Fresh Prince. Yep. Like I feel like that now Bad Boy, you, you could probably make the argument for Bad Boys as well. But like for me in high school, uh-huh. Independence Day just sent sent Will Smith to the stratosphere. It launched him. Uh, you he, know what I mean? He became my favorite actor. Yeah. After this yep. movie. We, then you've got Men in Black. We're like, okay, we've got we've got season tickets. Yes. Subscription definitely. to Will Smith. He's incredibly fun. Yeah, like he's so funny. But he's also He's so funny. He's an amazing actor. Yeah. Like, yeah. So good. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I think the cast is great. We already talked about the the rest of them pretty much, but I just I love it. Like I yeah. that that's one thing I really love. Other than the Quaid. Maybe that's a the hot Quaid take, family. <laughs> the Quaid family. I mean Oh, there but was everybody a, else rules. Dude, there was a cutscene that was so dumb. Oh, right. With um Because they cut out the whole like his kid is sick or something. Oh yeah. Thing from the original movie. Okay. Oh, they did? I didn't even remember yeah. that. Because I actually liked that. I didn't. Okay. I mean, that was kind of cool. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter for right. the for the arc of the story. I guess it kind of makes things small, and it's part of why they were able to get in. Maybe why they let that RV in. Oh, because okay. Brent Spiner just was like, "Fine, just let him in." Uh-huh. So, but then they she <laughs> see. she reuses that Virgin line. Oh, which is so, like, it's yep. super dumb. That's not in the original cut. Nope. I was like, that was good thing they cut that. It was just dumb. It's it's uh, how do you even know when you're making a movie which of the small moments are going to work? Yeah. Because we're saying the casting and the small moments and the personal stories work in this movie. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you get a movie and they just don't. You're like who cares mm-hmm. about this? Yep. Totally. I th- I think The Rock actually and I'm talking about Dwayne The Rock Johnson mm-hmm. is he has a lot of movies where he has little kids but he's also like in Rampage <laughs> or Skyscraper. Yeah. And it's just like, I do not care about Dwayne The Rock Johnson's kids. I just want him to jump across buildings. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> um, But this movie, it just it just works. Listener, it just works. Yep. Here, let me run because we, we're, we're, we have another episode to record. Can I just run through right. my notes real quick? Just drop a couple yes. of bombs here. Yep. Okay, I already said I love Seti, Kevin Arnold's dad. I love seeing uh-huh. him in there. Yep. Okay. Um, favorite movie tropes. I just got to drop a couple of these in real quick. I love it yeah. anytime they say DEFCON. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's fun. I'll put it up to DEFCON 3. Yep. Okay. I love mission control cheering scenes at the end of uh-huh. movies. So when they when they, when something happens and everybody goes, yay, yep. in mission control yep. room. Yeah. Yep. It's just, I love it so much. Like Apollo 13 is probably the best. Ed Harris yes. at the end of that. Just insanely good. And it's also a true story, and so you actually feel that moment differently. Yep. I think. Da, 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 da. Um, okay. A couple other real quick things. Best dog scene. The dog really works for me. The, the, I love the dog in this movie. I love it. Yep. 
I've never seen this movie. I obviously haven't seen this movie since being a dog owner, so I, I just loved it. Right. And his Boomer's Jump. Yes. Boomer's Jump rules, even though mm -hmm. that, so that was up there with horrible CGI, just blue screen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Two last things. I love the, the oops line. Oops. Oops. What am I? Yeah, what was the oops? Yeah, but, uh, no more oops. Yeah, yeah. what was what, 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 the oops? But then I, he does go. it to, yep. to Will Smith. That oops. was a great setup. And then like... I like the fat lady stuff too, the funny. fat lady exchanges in there. Yep. What, right? Why like, you got... Why, why you're, you're obsessed with a fat lady. You're obsessed with a fat lady. Yep. You and your fat lady. Yeah. And yeah, another, another great gold bloom line was just like, he does, he does the... the thing where he sets up what we need to do and then he's like uh -huh. and then you 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 do your thing you you do do do, 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 do your thing you, your thing do your thing like blow blow it <laughs> so good it, yeah so like and then lastly dude we didn't mention this uh -huh. maybe the best best president seat <laughs> best president speech. speech dude yes that speech yep. is good a good speech a really good speech yep. They did not know that they were going to call this movie Independence Day until they watched the the dailies of that speech. Really? That yeah. is cool. They were going to call it some other stupid thing like Doomsday or something like Resurgence. that. Resurgence. No. Oh, Doomsday. And then they yeah. were like, we have to call it Independence Day. Now, that was a genius move because now every, everybody, this is like a Christmas movie. You, yep, you're total. It's diehard syndrome. You're, you're guaranteed people are going to watch it once a year. Even though the we same didn't, thing with Groundhog right. Day. Yep. Everybody talks about this movie now during and so this movie is forever going to make a ton of money. Yep. I mean, what are the residual checks like mm. for e even like the 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 character the side actors in this movie? I mean, Harvey Harvey Firestein probably makes more money on this movie every year than anything else he does. Yep. Well, maybe Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't. I don't know. There's no. No, no way you're that right. People, that, <laughs> that people watch Mrs. Doubtfire more than you're right. Mrs. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Just the residual checks he must get every, every August. Yep. You know what I mean. <laughs> it must be incredible. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Great. I mean, great movie, listener. Now it's up to you. Do you think this movie is perfect? You can vote on our Instagram, our website, our Facebook, Twitter. Or Gmail. All of that is at Two Gomers. Check all those things. We're going to put up a, a couple polls up in those places, and then we'll come back in a couple weeks and reveal whether or not Independence Day is the perfect movie. Thank you to Webmaster Adam, Jason for our graphics, Davis for our music, Andy for social media. Um, thank you, Bill Clinton, for making an appearance today. <laughs> You're welcome. No, I had it, and now it's gone. <laughs> You're welcome. He's got that breathy thing. Yeah. Our next movie, Anthony's Choice, Ooh. Tron Legacy, baby. Dude, Turn up that Daft Punk. Part of me. Put on your Tron suits. Dude, part of me wants to pivot to What About Bob? Wow. Okay. So we don't know exactly. Because, because it's a summer movie? Yep. It's That's what it's been. It's like okay. that I've been like toying with it, but Tron Legacy is, our, is my canon too. I would be fine with either of those. I think both of those would have to be Anthony Choice. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But you like them okay. both in, in their own ways. I like them both. All right, swizzle.
And I would love to talk about either one of those. Okay, sweet. All right. Watch them both, okay, everybody. So, <laughs> and we'll reveal soon <laughs> which one it will be. Tron Legacy. Or what about Bob? This was super fun. So fun, dude. Um, as you enter the rest of the summer. Oh, well, first of all, good luck on your moving and your all that stuff. Thank you. And yep. don't don't feel too blue, man. <laughs> no, I actually don't have any time to feel blue this yeah, summer. There's no time to I feel blue. I did not feel, I, I didn't feel it this summer because I'm like, good. no time. Sweet. Awesome. All right, dude, say hi to your mom for me. <laughs> <laughs> and your dad yep. and your stepmom yep. and your whole family. For sure. <laughs> Great app. I will too. And you say hey to your fam. Uh, super fun, man. All right. Uh, what do I say at the end of these episodes? Happy watching. Oh, yeah. And happy watching, we don't know, Tron Legacy or what about Bob? Watch them both. <laughs>